you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy. She's like, oh, you know, bad, bad. It was bad. fam welcome to the activity continues podcast if you're new here we are friends soul sisters and all of the above who recap <laughs> episodes of the tv show the dead files uh we also talk about other creepy shit as well as you know our lives i mean we're friends we we share some shit you know we share stories so mm-hmm. i'm megan mm-hmm. i'm amy uh thanks for joining us this week, Megan is recapping the Dead Files episode called The Devil's Bidding. It is season three, episode seven, and it originally aired December 13th, 2013. And what made you pick this one? Uh, this is the one that one of our listeners, uh, Carrie, picked. Carrie suggested. Right, yes. right, right. Okay. It was good. I had a lot of feelings. I yep. literally had my phone. The battery was dying. And I'm just <sighs> kind of, just text every thought that I had was coming into a text to Amy yeah. and she was just letting it go. I just let it go because I watched it too. I didn't, I don't always rewatch the ones that Megan covers, but this one I did for some reason. And I just wanted her to get all that out. And yeah. then, and then, then I would comment what I thought. Yeah. And then, you know, we're going to talk about yeah. it anyway. So, so it yeah, was, we'll, there was anger. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. But it was a good one. It was a good it was, one. It was a really and good episode. I got my first genealogist. Yeah. Not a gynecologist. I, I this texted, was my first. I texted Megan when I was watching him. I'm like, you have a genealogist. And then I texted back a meme uh, or a gif. I think it was Michael yeah. from The Office. Uh-huh. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> uh, Pretty exciting. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. So one thing we want to cover is that we discussed this a little bit last week. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to do a Patreon happy hour. Yes. In the month of April, which I believe this will be April. I think yes. this one comes out April. Um, This one comes out April oh. 31st. So one day yep. shy of April. March 31st. Yeah. So in April, we will be doing a patron happy hour. So, You've probably would have already joined by now by the time you hear this. But if you haven't, get over there, join our Patreon so that you can be invited to the happy hour. It's going to be a Zoom, mm-hmm. so um, we're gonna we're gonna do that, and we're I'm excited about that. And speaking of happy hour, I mm-hmm. am going to make another drink from Yay! the Three Spirit catalog. Okay, this time I'm using the Livener, and. This is the one that's supposed to like wake you up, wake you up a little bit, energizing, get your juices going. Yep, energizing, juices, fierce, fiery, 
non-alcoholic. <gasps> That's how I describe me. <laughs> Fierce, fiery, and non-alcoholic. Yeah. Put that on my epitaph, please. Yeah, that'll be your gravestone. I'm making the margarita, their version of a margarita. So I will have this recipe so you guys can download it. Again but... margarita. Right. Look at how curly my hair is it today. It is curly. It's really cute. On? I know. This is called Megan didn't wash it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this TikTok while you're making your drink. Yeah, go ahead. And this girl was like, let's see how long I cannot wash my hair for. And when she got to like three weeks, I'm like, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I can't even go three days. No, I can't. I'm a grease bucket. Yeah. This is day one. And I showered. Wait, when did I shower? (laughs) Okay. So I was going to shower today because I was going to work out. And then I got to the gym and I forgot pants. And so I find, I feel like you can't work out without pants. So I texted my friend (laughs) and I swear you guys, I forget every single time I go to work out, I've forgotten something. She even said, she's like, you forget something every time you go out. I'm like, I know before it was a sports bra, I've forgotten underwear before. So then I had to go the rest of the day without underwear. And I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like if I don't have underwear on, Everybody knows. They just look at me and they're like, oh, look at her. She doesn't have any undies on. Like, (laughs) it makes no sense. It, it, like, it's not logical. I'm sure everybody, like, I'm sure I pass three people a day who don't have underwear on. I'm none the wiser. But when I don't wear underwear, they're going to know. They're going to know and they're going to judge. So is it because you walk around going, you guys, I know I don't have underwear on. It's okay. (laughs) You know, I think that might have something to do with it. That could tip them off. Be like, do you see any lines in my pants? No, because I don't have underwear on. And they're like, Megan, this is a staff meeting. And I'm like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I I had to let you guys know. (laughs) And that's why I'm not invited out to happy hour with (laughs) my job. They're like, should we tell Megan? No, she's not wearing underwear today. (laughs) How do you know? She doesn't have any undie lines. And she's telling everybody. And she's telling, more importantly, she sent out that email. Dear everybody. (laughs) Today, I don't have undies on because when I went to the gym, I forgot. Anyways, so then I brought my clothes down. So after we're done working out, I'm or after we're done recording, I'm going to go work out. Oh, okay. All right. I'm a shake. So I'll shake, 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 senora. Like ASMR. That's my workout for the day. (laughs) Okay. That's good enough. All right. Oh, that's pretty. Okay. So this is the margarita. That looks really pretty. It has um, tahine Uh on the outside. You know this stuff? I don't know that. I mean, I've seen it. I've never had it. It's a chili. uh, It's a. Chili and lime seasoning. I've heard it's really good on watermelon. Yes, it is. That's why I bought it for Mm. watermelon. It is really good. So um, Three Spirit also has a watermelon slushy. That tahine would be really good on the outside of that. that, You made that when we were – Yeah, you guys were – That was the only drink you actually made. Oh, yeah. I made one for – I made one of those for Amy. But I don't remember if I put tahine on it. I don't know if that was even on the thing. No, you didn't. I think we did – the one, it's not really a recipe, but it's just um, one of these. I want to say it was a social one and uh, ginger ale. You did. Yes. Okay. Um, well, how is it? Is, it's good. It, it? Um, it's, you know, you, you got to get used to these flavors because they're not, mm-hmm. it doesn't taste like booze. Right. And it doesn't taste like a margarita really either because, you know, There's tequila, no tequila is such it. a specific flavor. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Which I don't ass. really like that much. Ass. The flavor you're looking for is ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't really like it that much. No, a, I don't either. A real, real margarita, like in Mexico, made with lime juice that they're squeezing right there mm-hmm. and really good tequila. It's really good. Mm. You're so well traveled. <laughs> to yep, Mexico. To Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and Scotland. And Scotland. Oh, that reminds me. The other day, Greg says to me, so after we get our taxes, we should see if we have any money because our 25-year anniversary is coming up. <gasps> and what? 
he said, I was thinking maybe we could go to Scotland. And, you know, we usually go to Scotland every 10 years, but Mm -hmm. he's like, maybe we could just go five years early this time. Yeah. So then I'm all excited. I'm all fired up. I'm looking up Airbnbs. You didn't get money, did you? Well, we haven't. It's not done yet. So I don't know. We didn't buy anything. But but so then my friend Rachel, Uh she's in Spain right now. Uh And she is go. She went there because she was sort of trying it out to see if it's a place she wants to move to because she Mm -hmm. wants to leave the country as well. I don't blame her. And and she is having the time of her life. She's sending us beautiful pictures. Yeah, I'm sure it's right in the Mediterranean. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I've been to Spain. My cousin, my cousin lives there on my dad's side. Mm -hmm. She lives there, and I, I, I chat with her frequently. And she's been trying to get us to go there to visit for a long time, years and years. She's been there forever. And uh, so I, I, I'm now thinking maybe we should hold off on Scotland and and go go somewhere. Maybe not. Maybe Spain, but somewhere that we could potentially move to. Yeah, if we had to. So we are probably planning a trip, but I don't know where. But I really do want to go to Scotland because I want to meet up with like the generally spooky people Mm -hmm. and the mums mysteries and murder people. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Torn. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. we'll figure it out. It all depends on if we get any money back in taxes so yeah so that's that yeah um on 23 and me i reached out to a couple of relatives <gasps> yay they haven't cool. responded yet though uh-huh, that's all right. but i told them um that i was adopted as a baby and you know we connected and and then i said you know if you're uncomfortable responding that's totally okay no pressure so we'll see cool oh, yeah cool so far nothing that'll be fun well, you know, a friend of mine found her dad on there. Mm, he's not on there. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know if I wanna want to find him. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, she didn't really want to find her daddy either because she had been raised to mm-hmm. believe that her dad was a monster. And it turns out that's not the case. And now she has this whole other family. She's got half sisters and yeah. they're all wonderful and Oh good. So it worked out really well for her. Oh, that makes me so mad. Like Whatever relationship you have, I mean, unless they like essayed you or abused mm-hmm. you or whatever, but don't taint your children I know. to I your know. parents or to their parents. Like yeah. whatever, you know, if they cheated on you, whatever, just let that be between you yeah. and let the kids have a relationship with their. Yeah. Like if John and I split, I'd never, ever taint against him. Right. Ever. Right. right. In a million years. Right. And that can't be said for everyone, but true. And I know there are extenuating circumstances and I'm not saying if your ex is a real legit piece of shit to, you know, you got to do what you got to do to protect your kids. But in that instance, it sounds like she was not protecting her children. She was just carrying out vengeance against the father of her child. Yeah. That sounds pretty much right. Yeah. I think, which is really unfortunate because she's, 50 some years old when she finally meets her dad, you know? Yeah. Anyway, at least they found each other. Good. One thing I just wanted to mention real quick this morning, Mm -hmm. I woke up and I looked, I sat up in bed and I looked at the wall and I Mm -hmm. swear I saw a spider about this big. Gross. Nope. Against the wall. Move. Move. And I know that it wasn't because I've seen these before and I thought that it was like something in your eye and how your eyes are kind of dry when you first wake up. And I thought it was like that, like floaters or, you Uh know, that kind of thing. And then I was, I haven't seen it in a while, but a couple months ago I was, I don't know if I was a Facebook group or TikTok or something. And somebody was talking about that and someone else commented and said, Oh, those are astral spiders. They're from the, another plane. They're like from a different, they're spiders from a different dimension. Really? That you can see. And I'm like, oh, great. I didn't know I, I had just to worry it, about that. Yeah. I'm like, I just thought there was something weird with my eyes. Yeah. Thanks. New fear yeah, unlocked. Great. I had one this morning. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I got Love up. Love our talks. I got up and I touched the wall. And I'm uh-huh. like, you're not there. You're not there. And it, and it disappeared. So. I would have not done that. <laughs> I would have. There would be a Megan-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> Booping out of there. Yeah. So no, that's another no thing, another fun thing to think Great. about. Great. No, you're spiders. the best. You're the best. I uh, love that. <laughs> I know. 
Um, oh, I made some chicken. No, not chicken. I made um, Cajun Instapot pasta tonight. Ooh. With some andouille sausage. That sounds good. And I called you on your phone because I was like, I didn't know where to find andouille sausage. Oh. Um, and you didn't answer. And then I, I saw a missed call it. within WhatsApp. Yeah, that was. And me. I was like, oh, I figured she just like, but I, did, I, I was cooking, I think, at the yeah. time. So I didn't even have my phone next to me. Yeah, I didn't know where it was. But then I found it. It's with the hot dogs in case anybody oh. else is wondering. That's yeah, where I found it. Usually it is. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it is kind of like a hot dog more than it sausage. Is. It's yes. not like um, grainy or, yeah. or uh, coarse. And it doesn't come in like a kielbasa like you would think in the big loop. It came mm-hmm. like hot dogs. So I just yeah. cut it up and popped it in the Instapot. Oh, my God. It was so yeah. good. Oh, yeah. We have to share the recipe. Oh, <gasps> I will. Okay. Delicious. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, one other little not very important thing, but just something that it's I'll mention. All, it's all important. It's all extremely important. Yeah. I decided that I was having too much trouble keeping track of um, our season one, episode 10, season mm-hmm. three, episode nine, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so they're just all numbered one through one million. Okay. However in many we spreadsheet? get to. Um, uh, yeah. It, well, in the spreadsheet, yeah, I think I always did it that way yeah. in the spreadsheet. But just like when when you're downloading our episodes, oh, it's not it, going to say it, season it. three, episode 11. It's going to yeah. say 59. Yeah. Which so is what this one is. This is number 59. So yeah, I just made it easier for I just myself. realized I'm going to have episode 69. <laughs> 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 I'm a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> We could do a special thing. We could uh, we could do a little party or something. We should. That's what our that's what our sixty ninth episode should be. Yeah. Um. Anything else before we so. pop in? I think we're ready to go. Hey everyone, we want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic between work, errands, and family time. Who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and easy to follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty, too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And, well, let's just say that one night I took one, and when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. All right, so there are some trigger warnings. Indigenous people, injustices, which is like just everyone. Um, There is a little war between or like a, not a war but like a fight between um the native Amer- or the indigenous people sorry and white settlers and then there is also um quite a bit about sexual assault okay um so just note that and if those are upsetting to you then that's completely understandable and you might want to not listen to this episode mm-hmm. so like amy said it's season three episode seven the devil's bidding um, we're in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and we uh, meet up with Steve and Jody. And of course, this is kind of early on in the show. And so Steve's explaining everything like my partner, Amy, and I don't talk before the investigation. <laughs> and so we meet up with Steve and Jody. Oh, and one other thing, Steve asked why they don't leave. And Jody said, because her husband wants to stay and fight. Uh, and then we'll Steven, get to him. Oh, we have thoughts. Oh, we have thoughts 
I just want to say I was right from the beginning. Um, and so Amy, uh, Jody says if they can't help, her marriage is doomed, to which I say no pressure because I always <laughs> – If you guys can't that. help us out, we're doomed. We're divorcing. Okay. okay, but no pressure. But no, it's cool. Do your best, Amy and Steve. <laughs> yeah. Hope, hope you, fingers crossed. <laughs> but like we have the divorce papers on the table. Yeah. So like if you – Just need to sign them. Just – Yeah. So we get to Jody, and she immediately starts crying, and she tugs at the heartstrings literally from the first time you see her. I know. She feels like nobody believes what's happening to her. Because um, nobody does. Nobody does, including her husband. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, you try to tell people, and they look at her like she's crazy. And it comes out that she's actually been ostracized from her family. Because of this, because mm-hmm. nobody believes her. Mm-hmm. Steve says, we're here to help you. It's going to be okay. He hugs her. You know, he's Steve. Like, mm-hmm. he he's just the best. So it's just Jody and her husband there. They've lived there since 2004. And so Steve is like, well, you know, that's nine years. Why are you calling us now? And she said, well, the attacks are getting more frequent. They're getting more aggressive. Um, she's getting touched every single day. She hears things throughout the house. She sees shadows. And she said she feels like she's being followed everywhere. She said everywhere she goes, when she takes a shower, it feels like something has climbed in the shower with her. When she lays down in bed, it feels like something's in bed with her. She's never alone. She said she worries about what's going to happen to her. She said she feels like something has attached itself to her. Mm-hmm. So we go in the living room and Steve said, well, what's going on in here? And Jody said she saw an apparition walk past the doorway wearing blue jeans and boots. And Steve said, well, what kind of boots, work boots, cowboy boots? And she said, no, they looked like work boots, not cowboy boots. Um, She's also seen a dark shadow figure kind of out of the corner of her eye. Steve asks what she thinks that is. Now, let me ask you a question. What do you think is going on in this house? I feel like there's something here that wants me to die so then we go into the basement which is never a good place to be anywhere it's unfinished as well jody saw an apparition of an indigenous man sitting in the basement she said he looks like he was ready for war so she said he had kind of like feathers in his hair and you know she felt like he had some paint on his face Mm -hmm. she also said she hears what sounds like hammers boards being moved she said it sounds like somebody's working on the house but there's nobody there and you can see that she is very uncomfortable to be down there like you can just see it in her mannerisms her face everything and steve is like you know i don't you can tell you don't want to be down here he's like you you just look really uneasy and she goes yeah i i don't want to be down here he said you've been down here long enough let's go (laughs) just the best (laughs) so then we go up to the master bedroom and Steve is like, well, what's going on in here? And um, Jody says, as soon as she turns the lights off for bed, it gets worse. She said she's had stuff happen up here. And trigger warning, this is where we talk about some of the sexual this assault. Rough. This, this is, is really, really bad. You can tell she had a really, really hard time spitting this out. She said she somebody she feels like somebody is trying to wake her up in an arousal kind of way. She said she was attacked sexually before here by the, the spirit. Mm-hmm. And she was also um, sexually assaulted when she was 12 by a family member. <sighs> Steve asked if she'd told anybody uh, that she was a- attacked by the spirit. And she said she tried to tell her husband, but he didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. And he tells a very different story in front of the cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just her number one supporter when the cameras are rolling. I don't like him in case you guys didn't pick up on that. So, and from what I remember, um, I did a little bit of research on the side. And at this attack, I believe, went on for about an hour and a half. Like, this was a long attack. Oh. The, it wasn't a quick. She, Jeez. And she was fully clothed the entire time. Okay. So, it's it's rough. And... She said that she, when she was a young girl, she was um, essayed and she said, nobody's listening to me. Nobody's believing me. And Steve said, I'm here and I'm listening to everything you say. And he gives her a hug. Mm. <laughs> I just want it to end. I just, I just want it not 
be afraid in my own house anymore. And I don't blame her. I no, mean, that's why it should be. You should not be afraid in no, your own your house. your house is your sanctuary. Like, if you can't feel safe in your own house, where do you feel safe? Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-mm. So now we get to my buddy, Patrick. And they're in a garage. <laughs> they're in, hey. I, I can't stand him. I'm sorry. I don't. I. So Steve asks Patrick if he knows any of the history of the house, which he, you know, tends to ask most everybody. Mm-hmm. Patrick says he knows there was lots of fighting with different indigenous tribes. And Patrick says, Steve asked if he believes her. And Patrick says, well, at first he didn't believe her, but now he can't not believe her, which I love a double negative. <laughs> Steve's like, well, what do you mean? And Patrick says, well, they were in the living room talking. And, and watching TV, and they decided to turn the TV off. He said when he turned the TV off in the reflection of the screen, he saw a man sitting on the arm of her chair in the reflection of the TV. <sighs> he asked, I know, I would shit my pants. He asked Jody if she saw, and she said, saw what? See what? He turned to face her, and when he looked back to the TV, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Patrick said that it looked like the apparition had a farmer's hat on, looked like it had a beard, and he looked angry. And I was like, probably because you're a dick. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> so Steve says, and Steve called him out, and he's like, your wife doesn't believe that you believe her. Like, she mm-hmm. feels like nobody believes her. And Patrick then talks about when she got essayed, he came home and she was white at a ghost. Um, she told him what happened, and he, quote, went off on the ghosts. If you're this bad, show yourself, you know, pick on me, which is always a great idea. Like, what is nothing, he, Zach Baggins? I, I said that. <laughs> I was like, he's picking up. We're getting a little Zach Baggins here. Mm-hmm. Steve asked what happened then, and Patrick said he woke up with bruises on his lower back. So, like, everything comes back to Patrick. It's always about Patrick. Mm-hmm. Narcissist. Yes. Patrick said his main concern in his wife. I'm going to protect her from the ghosts. Big, strong man. I'm a big man and I love her, even though I didn't believe her before. (laughs) Steve said, and he's like, Steve is calling Patrick out and he's Mm -hmm. like, she was sobbing Mm -hmm. when she talked to me. Like she was a fucking mess. And Patrick is like, I can't give her an answer. She doesn't know what's going on. That's why I spend so much time in the garage. And then he starts crying. Oh. And then Steve goes. And it's breaking my heart to both of you. I mean. <laughs> I'm like. I noticed he said use a few times in this one. He says it sounds like Patrick wants to help her, but he just doesn't know how. Mm. And Patrick says it's just it's whatever it is. It's gone downhill and it's gone downhill fast. And we don't know how to fix it. And Steve says that Jody is scared that whatever it is wants to kill her. And Steve says that she's been attacked in ways that nobody should ever be attacked. And Patrick agrees and says he thinks it wants to hurt her. Steve is like, well, this is the worst case I've ever heard. And I said, Steve, they can't all be the worst. Yeah. If they're all the worst, then none of them are the worst. So, and then Patrick asks to take a break and he's crying in the yard. Mm-hmm. He has so to sad. step out by his car and sniffle. Sniffle and bend over. No. <sighs> Crocodile tears, a lot of it. <laughs> so then we go to historian Gary Parks, and he says there was a treaty signed in 1768 that deline- de- delineated indigenous people property from white settler property. And I had to look up what delineate means because I didn't know. It's separate right yeah it's to indicate the exact position or boundary of something but i'm sure everybody's going to fall off their seat in shock when i say that the white settlers didn't always obey those lines oh don't tell me that no i'm sorry i should have warned you about that doozy coming <laughs> so basically they would squat on indigenous property including the property that steve is investigating So there are white squatters on this property that belonged to the indigenous tribe. And it was the Senecas who owned this piece of land. So basically, they went on a rampage in part because the British had prompted them, giving them guns, giving them ammunition, which is smart on the part of the British because they're like, you know what? I'm just going to have these guys take care of this American problem. You know, we don't have to go in and kill them. 
So there were there are in total 370 documented white settler deaths um, on this land. And I don't know if that's I don't think that's from one attack. I think that's over time. Over time. Mm-hmm. The, the Seneca tribe was led by Chief Corn Planter, and that's his name translated. Yeah. And he was a peaceful guy before this all happened. Like he didn't want to fight. He wanted to just lead his people. And then this shit happened and he was like, fuck everybody. Like, I'm going to tear shit up and I don't blame him. So Steve then asked Gary if there were any attacks that happened on the actual property. And there was. There was uh, on June 10th of 1778, the Plum Tree Massacre occurred. What happened was a wagon of 16 settlers were going uh like they were going from one place to another as you do in a wagon (laughs) and um the seneca tribe was concealed in the plum trees ambushed them two children were killed two women were killed they were both scalped stabbed (sighs) tomahawked and left for dead now i tried to look up scalping to see if that is something that was done to kill somebody or not. And what I found was that scalping was not actually you, you, you can't die from scalping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It'll fucking hurt, Mm -hmm. but it's not a fatal wound. So what I read was that it's essentially done to people who are already dead or they're gravely wounded and they're going to die, but it's not used to kill them. Mm -hmm. And it's used to like send a message, right? Yes. And it's they're like it's like trophies and it's to send a message. Yeah. And then in addition to all those people who were killed, two girls were kidnapped. And we will get back to the kidnapped girls. We learn a little bit more about them later. Okay. Uh, in my next section, actually. (laughs) Go me. (laughs) Uh, so then we go to the local author, Lou Hunsinger. And we learn the two girls who were kidnapped were sisters, Ruth and Sarah King. One was two and one was four. Their father was William and their mother was Rachel. Now, Rachel was actually killed in front of her daughters. Nice. They were kidnapped by this um, Seneca and taken up the Sheshkwin Trail up to Canada. I'm sorry. I'm butchering that. Say. <laughs> say that three times fast. Now, the younger child, Ruth. She was actually sold to the wife of a British officer who could not have kids. So she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get someone to kidnap a kid and then mm-hmm. buy that kid. And that'll be my daughter. Mm-hmm. We don't find out what happened to Sarah right away. Um, so William King comes back to his murdered wife and missing kids. William never gave up hope trying to find them. And actually seven years later from when they were taken so the girls would then be nine and eleven he found an indigenous person guide to take him north towards fort niagara gets the two girls brings them back and lived essentially a happy life until he dies in 1802 he fell in a river got paralyzed lingered for a few days and then died at the age of 57 now it comes out and i don't remember when i learned this but I believe that William was squatting on the indigenous people tribes mm. land. And that's mm-hmm. why they were, they were taken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then we go dig into the archives and we, Steve found a family who lived on the land for generations, the Lord family. So we go to genealogist, not a gynecologist, Mary Ginter, G-U-I-N-T, Ginter, Ginter, Ginter. So we find out that the Lord family owned the property from 1882 to 1961. So um, almost 100 years. And there were two unusual deaths, two sisters. The first sister, Sarah Bricker, lived in a house out back uh, of the property. In 1903, she went to visit her sister next door, just fell over dead. Pew, she died. Pew. Uh, they think it was from a, what we would call a stroke or a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 43, which is That's young. young for that. Yeah. Ten years later, her sister Amanda in 1913 died from the same thing. Exact hmm. same thing. Fell over dead. We don't really learn much more about them, though, to be honest. Um, that's kind of all we got of the, the sisters, the Lord sisters. Yeah. So then we move to Amy and we get her arrival and she says she sees a woman with Native American features. She has a lot of anger 
And Amy says that the indigenous woman wants everyone to understand that she didn't betray them, but at the same time, they needed to learn a lesson and they deserve it. The indigenous woman is attached to a living woman, uh, about 40s, and Amy doesn't know what the indigenous woman wants from her, but she's with her a lot. She said she's in the kitchen together. (laughs) They're showering together. Uh She sees them in the room at night. Um, She said she's not helping the living woman. And Matt kind of asks, you know, what else she's seen? And Amy says what she's seeing is what the Catholic religion would depict as a devil. (laughs) She said to her, look, it has long nails. And she goes, and it's evil and shit, which (laughs) devils tend to be. Evil and shit. That's a good title. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's saying it can take as many souls as it likes. It's taken souls before. Amy asks what it is, and it says it's the darkness. Matt asks if it can hurt people, and Amy says it can and it will. It's a liar and a manipulator. And one of the things that it likes to do is, and and Amy kind of, she's holding the door to the basement open. And so she goes on the other side, and it's like running her nails down the door. Mm-hmm. And she goes, that. And she goes, yeah, it likes to fuck around with the door. She says it was worshipped a long time ago, and she feels like the indigenous people would allow it inside of them to like possess them to do things because it was a way to keep the peace. But it didn't really work because it would usually kill the person that it was possessing. Jeez. She says it can do vile things. Matt asks, like, what? And Amy says inappropriate sexual things. Mm -hmm. It's very traumatizing, which, yeah. Could say that again. Mm-hmm. So um, then we go to the bathroom. Um, Amy hears a female alive. <laughs> we don't go to the bathroom. We're in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, do we need to take a break? <laughs> Wait. No, I just went. Um, okay. <laughs> so Amy hears a female who's alive. She's being messed with by this thing. And this thing, this devil has found this woman and it's messing with her mind. It's finding her secrets, like getting sexually mm-hmm. assaulted mm-hmm. as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And using them against her. Mm-hmm. And Amy says, I feel like it's saying like, you know, I'm a part of you. You know, you're a part of me. I'm going to get you. And it's mentally abusing her. Thanks. And Matt asks if it's targeting her. And Amy says, yes, but she can't like figure out what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's keeping the look of the devil and of a devil, not the devil, but a devil. And she doesn't really know. You know, if it if it's an entity, is it a demon? She can't really figure it out. She just knows mm-hmm. what it looks like. And she um, opens up a closet in uh, one of the bedrooms and kind of looks inside it and is looking up on the, the ceiling. And Amy says that this thing is saying he's murdered somebody and he's laughing about it. Gross. So then we're in the basement. Yeah, it's really close. Then we're in the basement and Amy sees an indigenous man. He has feathers in his hair. And <laughs> um, Amy said that he feels really guilty. And he said, or he's, you know, she's getting from him that there's only so much you want to see your enemies fall to revenge. Like there's only so much revenge mm-hmm. you want to take before you start feeling guilty. Right. Um, and he feels like he needs to make things right. And then in a voiceover, Amy says that the indigenous man knows about the devil creature and that his people had to deal with it, too. So it's been here for centuries and centuries. He says his people worshipped it, too, but not anymore. And then she said, you know, you have to do things for this devil. Otherwise, it will do uncontrollable things. So then we have we're outside. And Amy says she hears a lot of gunfire, a lot of shouting, a lot of screaming, women, children, people are running. She's, you know, men are yelling, men are shooting. And she sees a man who is alone. And she said his wife is dead and his children are far away. Um, And she said he's definitely a lost soul. And then finally upstairs, we um, have a sickness upstairs. Somebody died in here, a female. Amy says they were very ill. She crawls up into the ceiling and she disappears, but she doesn't have any any interaction with anybody. She doesn't interact with Jody or Patrick or anybody, okay. but her pain is still there in a physical way. And then Amy says, she's like, oh, you know, bad, bad. It was bad. And then we end her walk and we go to the sketch. And then she says the, the main thing that concerned me was the devil creature. Mm-hmm. 
So then we get to the reveal. Fucking Patrick. I hate this guy. So it's Jody and Patrick. And Steve says this is one of the hardest cases he's worked on, which Steve, they can't all be hard. I mean, they can't all be hard, but they can't all be the hardest. The hardest. They're not. Well, he said it's one of the hardest. Yeah. So he gives the background of Jody and Patrick. They've lived here since 2004. Jody's been experiencing a lot of shit. Patrick doesn't believe her. This is a really hard reveal, you guys. Like, Mm -hmm. you can tell Jody feels 100% alone. Yeah. She feels like she has nobody to lean on, nobody to trust, because nobody's believing her. And she is just lost. And I just wanted to hug her. I wanted to say, I believe you. I know Mm -hmm. I don't don't know you, but I believe you. Mm -hmm. So Amy said that she went into the backyard and she saw a lot of really odd chaotic images she said she's hearing gunfire she saw a woman get shot men and women are screaming and then whatever was happening came out of nowhere so then steve goes on to talk about how the property was the scene of a lot of battles of indigenous people against white settlers talked about the plum tree massacre um, men women children murdered oh we could put child death in there mm-hmm And Amy asked, well, where did the indigenous people live? And Steve says they lived right here on the property. And the white settlers were breaking a treaty signed in 1768. And Amy says a lot of the stuff she got is making sense now. Mm -hmm. She said she went into the basement and that's where she encountered the indigenous man. He feels guilty. And that's, again, where she said he feels like you can only want so much agony for your enemies. And Steve says that Jody has seen um, an indigenous man in the basement. Jody said he was sitting on the pipe. He was wearing brown pants and she could see white feathers. She said she turned to walk away. And when she turned back, he was gone. Steve says he thinks that it's chief corn planter. And again, he says that's his indigenous name translated. Mm -hmm. He said the tribe made a treaty with the British and then his tribe, chief corn planter, the Seneca, killed at least 370 men, women, and children of the white settlers, which they were squatting on your land. Like, yeah. I don't blame them at all, especially when just a few short years later, 100 or so years later, they're kicked out of every land they own. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so then Amy says there's also another indigenous woman who has attached herself to Jody. And Amy says she's like literally holding your arm like she is attached to you. She Amy says that she will go into the bath with Jody like she does everything with her. She won't leave her alone. And Jody says everywhere she goes, she feels like somebody else's energy is around her. She said when she goes to bed at night, somebody's there. She's never alone. And this is where this is where it gets really heartbreaking, you guys, because Jody says she tried to tell her family what's going on in her house and they all laughed at her mm-hmm. and they ridiculed her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't go to family functions anymore because she knows what they say about her. Yeah. And that's when Steve says Jody doesn't think Patrick believes her. And Amy comes for Patrick too. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, you need to support your wife. This is your wife. This is your partner. Mm-hmm. And Patrick was talking about how people were calling her names. And Amy said, screw people who are calling your names. Mm-hmm. You're her partner. Mm-hmm. You're her rock. This is the person that you agreed to spend your life with. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else. And then Patrick says, well, I got to see things in order to believe it. To which I said, I wonder <laughs> if he believes in God. I know. I thought of that too. Um, and full disclosure, I believe in God, but you can't see God. So mm-hmm. hmm. interesting, hmm. Patrick. Yeah. Jody starts sobbing mm-hmm. and she talks about how Patrick will go and leave her alone in the house to see the family. The mm-hmm. family that doesn't believe her, that mm-hmm. makes fun of her, that mm-hmm. ridicules her. He goes mm-hmm. and fucking spends time with them, mm-hmm. leaving her alone in the house mm-hmm. where she's been essayed. Yeah. Where she's having all of these horrible experiences. And he's like, "What's I'm going to go chill with the, the family. Because well, he doesn't think it's happening. No, he doesn't he believe she, her. He thinks she's and making that's it up. that's where I have the issue with him. Yeah. Because the whole show. This prick has been like, I, when I came home and she told me what happened, I went after the ghosts. No, you fucking didn't. Yeah. You probably laughed at her. Yeah. Along with her family. Yeah. So don't sit there and act all fucking supportive when the whole reason she's called them in is because she doesn't feel the support she needs from anybody, least of all from you. Right. 
And I know Greg's a skeptic, but I feel like <laughs> if this happened to you, he would believe you. Yeah. And I he would, would hope he, so. Yeah. Pat, mm, I I just had so much rage about this guy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm, I'm fired <laughs> up, you guys. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. So then we, Amy starts talking about the devil entity. She said the the true self of it that he that it was showing Amy was very tall, completely black with shiny skin, long fingers, nice. long nails, and horns. And the indigenous female told Amy that it had been there for a long time. Steve asks how they would see it. And Amy said they would see blackness. And Jody says she sees a lot of dark figures in the kitchen and in the bedroom. And Amy says it's focusing on Jody. It's physically, uh, psychologically abusing her. She said it would grab and lick her. And she said Ugh. it's doing inappropriate sexual things to Jody. Mm-hmm. And Jody says she's been assaulted several times in the house. And Jody says it's hard to be intimate with her husband because of what's happened. We'll talk about it later because Amy <laughs> found some information. <laughs> then we see the sketch of the entity in Jody's room and it is terrified. Yeah. Um, Steve pulls out the picture and you, Jody's already shaking. She's shaking. She can't even look at it. And she hasn't even seen it yet. And she's like, you can see like Mm -hmm. her hair, like she's Mm -hmm. petrified. Yeah. Petrified. And Jody immediately starts sobbing when she sees it. And it's so what it is, it's um little like what you would think a devil would be like a, a face with horns coming out and it's coming out of the closet and it's grabbing Jody's arm mm-hmm. and it's trying to pull her in the closet. And this thing has stated again that it's a part of Jody and she's a part of it, and it's trying to project uh bad images to get Jody to hurt herself. And at this point, Jody's breaking down. She's sobbing. And Patrick, dutiful knight in shining armor, is going after him. Jody, hug me. Jody, put your arms around me. Jody, I love you. I, I'm sorry I didn't believe you, but I do now. You're only saying that because the cameras are rolling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, she, this poor, beautiful woman has been alone, mm-hmm. alone in her, her struggles and her pain. In what she's been going through, she doesn't have family. Her dick of a husband doesn't believe her, mm-hmm. probably laughed at her. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she felt so alone. I just, I'm surprised that he went along with this, to be honest. A lot of times we see the reluctant husband, you know, and they just don't, they don't even want to be on the show. They won't be interviewed. They just sort of, you know, go on vacation while the. Here's the thing that I think with Patrick is I think he wants. He reminds me a lot of someone I dated, and Mm. I know you know who I'm talking about. He wants any opportunity to look good, Uh. and there's cameras. This is a national show. He's Mm going to look good. He's going to look like the husband that loves his wife, supports his wife. That could be, yep. That's what I think, at least. So can they stay there? What can they do? Amy said she she did some research because she she came into contact with the indigenous people and, you know, with the spirit, that uh, entity, she wanted to kind of do research and see if there was any anything in the indigenous people history to clarify what it could be. And she said that she found something that tribes uh, refer to as um, clown or tricksters or hey, OK. She said it was a human, but it was like a half human half spirits. It's possible that it was human at one point Uh um, and it was part of a tribe. And when this person died, they kind of became the embodiment of this trickster, this clown, this, you know, whatever it is that, Uh that they kind of became this embodiment, how to get rid of it. Um, You're going to, or they are not you. um, They're going to contact a (laughs) local. (laughs) They're going to contact a local the local Seneca tribe, and they're going to try to connect with a shaman. Um, let this person know everything that's been going on, and they will do whatever ceremony that they think is necessary. Now, Amy says, you know, being raised Catholic and seeing what she saw, 
this thing. She wants to treat it as a demon. Mm -hmm. So she says after the shaman comes uh, and does his ritual the next day, they should have somebody from the church come into their home and perform an exorcism of the house. And then Jody asks, well, or Patrick, one of them asked um, if they, you know, what about the the woman attached to Jody, how do they get rid of her? And Amy said, as they do the exorcism, the indigenous male will remove the woman attached to Jody. The the ghost, the, the spirit. The, yeah. The native will, the indigenous woman, uh, the indigenous man will help remove the indigenous woman that has attached herself to Jody. Um, and then the uh the screen, the on-screen text is they have found a shaman, but they have yet to find a priest willing to help them. Mm-hmm. The activity continues. Mm-hmm. And from what I know of exorcisms, it's hard to get somebody to, to perform yeah. one. Not and all Catholic priests no. will do that. And I think they have to be trained mm-hmm. and they have to have reasonable suspicion. They can't just mm-hmm. be like, well, it's a Tuesday yeah. um, and we're going to do some exorcisms. Like they yeah. have to have a good reason. Yeah. So that was, I had, I was, I was so angry at Patrick Mm -hmm. because partly because he reminded me of somebody I dated, but also because, you know, this is your partner and she's going through something. And regardless of whether or not you believe her, you Mm -hmm. need to be there for her. She's alone. And I'm assuming that he knows that she was uh, assaulted as a young child. Yeah. I assume he knows that, yeah. And if he didn't, he sure shit knows now. He does now. So what updates do we have, Amy? Well. This made me very happy. <laughs> First, I want to say, when you were texting me, you were like, I hate this fucking guy. And I I didn't really, I didn't get that bad mm-hmm. vibe from him. I was like, well, maybe he's genuine. And it reminded me, because we find out that you, Megan, were absolutely 100% correct. The guy's a shit heel. It reminded me last week when we were talking about how um, how the fake Amy Allens were following us on mm-hmm. TikTok or Twitter or whatever, and you all, you get excited and you think it's really Amy Allen, and then I'm like, no, it's actually, mm-hmm. look at how many T's or whatever. Yeah. And you said, I am a scammer's wet dream or yeah. whatever. I yeah. think that's the word you used. But you, same, you know, same concept. You said, because um, I believe everything. I believe everything. And and I I'm usually the one that's more of a skeptic. You well, are this time. Here's me going. Oh, he uh, maybe he's not that bad. <laughs> and you going, <laughs> no, the guy's a prick. Yeah. And then yes, we find out that he he is just because... reminded me so much of yeah that the person yeah. that I dated and yeah. I could just see everything. So yeah, it's yeah. only from experience, right? And I haven't thankfully dated anyone like that. Let's yeah. thank God. I mean, I've had that. some shitty boyfriends but um but not that bad not abusive so megan found jody on facebook mm-hmm. and sent me a screenshot mm-hmm. so i got her last name mm-hmm. so then i thought well i'm gonna see if she's in the uh dead files group that i'm in mm-hmm. so i go to the group and i t- i searched her name and there's a post from jody from 2014 and remember this aired 2013. 2013. Yep, December 13th. But they left, um, they did the investigation in the summer. And they, because okay. one of the articles I read said when they left in July. Oh, okay. So, so this is about a year after, not quite a year after. Almost, yeah. Um, and she says, uh, My house was featured on the Dead Files show. It was called Devil's Bidding and it aired back in December of last year. Since the show aired, I have had the bad thing taken care of and it is no longer there. The Indian chief is still there, though, but but he will be moving on once our house sells, which is now up for sale. And then I saw there was a bunch of comments, so I read the comments. And a lot of people just saying, you know, glad to hear that you're mm-hmm. moving and blah, blah, blah. And then she commented back to somebody and says, it took me several months to take care of it. I brought in a shaman, but that didn't seem to work. And then a man came all the way from Michigan, claiming he got rid of it by the time he left, but it was still there. So finally, I brought in Bill Bean, who is well known to my home. And after he went through my house, it was gone. They captured a picture of that thing, but nobody will show me. Not that I want to see it anyway. Mm -hmm. The sketch was bad enough. Mm -hmm. I have been told, though, that my husband is negative and that I need to get away from him. He's been called a reptile, in fact. 
<laughs> I had no support at all from him through all the years I was going through this. Yep. He was off messing around on me with a foreign woman for a few years. Yep. We are divorcing and our house is up for sale and I am moving away. Good. To which I say, yay. I hope she's happy. I hope yeah. that she's living her best life. I hope that if she wants it, she's found somebody to support mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't, that she's happy on her own. You don't yep. need somebody to be happy. Right. If that's what she wants, I hope she found it. I, I hope she's too. happy. I do too. That's all I have to say. I hope yep. that she's surrounding herself with positivity. And I hope she's surrounding herself with people to believe her. Mm -hmm. That's all yep. you want. That's, you feel well, We all deserve that. You feel crazy enough telling somebody, oh my God, I feel like my house is haunted. Mm-hmm. You feel crazy enough doing that. But yeah. to tell somebody that you've been assaulted by a ghost and to, I mean, that's hard enough to say as it is. Yeah. And to have happened to you. I can't yeah. even imagine. I can't. And then I to can't not, either. nobody believes you, yeah. your own husband. Who do you turn yeah. to then? Yeah. You have nobody. I Especially just, when her family turned on her too. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the kicker. Mm -hmm. Not only did her family go and turn on her, but her husband would go and hang out with them. Yeah. Leaving her alone in this house. I wonder if he's still connected to her family or if I wonder if that family was his family, you know, and she just said mm -hmm. our family and if it was really. And like, maybe she thinks of it as her family if she doesn't have family of her own. Yeah. 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 You know, either way. That's just to let you guys know that family doesn't always have to be your family. You can choose who's Same. your family. That's right. Blood doesn't matter. That's right. Well, especially, I mean, you're adopted. Yeah. You know, you didn't choose them necessarily. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe you did in a spiritual <laughs> way, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. you know, there's, there's, I have a lot of friends whose biological families are shit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of them. You don't have yeah. to be. Yeah. You don't have to pick your, pick own. your own. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. Make your own family. <laughs> That's right. So that's my, I'm going to step off my soapbox now okay. um, and be done with it. There was, it was a really good one. Carrie did no, good. A good episode. Yeah. Thanks to Carrie for yes. recommending that one. So that's that. Thanks everybody for hanging around. We got our yeah. Alanism. Oh, I have to tell you what's going on next week first. Oh yeah. That's true too. Um, so what can we expect uh, next week? Next week, I am presenting the episode called Guardians of the Dead. It is season five, episode one. It originally aired April 25th, 2015, and it takes place in Jamaica. Not to be confused with Guardians of the Galaxy, which is right. not the same. Right. Not the same thing. It is time for an Alanism. It's time for an Alanism. It's an Alanism. Alanism, that is what it's time for. We're going to have so many theme songs for Alanism. <laughs> We should honestly like make a, we should honestly make a soundtrack. That's the word. Well, I do. I did cut it from the one time when you sang it and then I sang back up. Um, <laughs> and I, I have, I, I put that in before I, I, I pop it in as the, you know, before we stay, whatever, listen to the next episode. You'll I love how it. you say, um, I sang back up. Yeah. Pick a number. All right. Uh, what is the number? Let's do 59 because that's the number. 59. Of the episode. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, that's a good way to do it, actually. Yeah. The quote is, and I don't know the circumstances behind this. I'm assuming they were out at breakfast. I don't like grits. They're just passive masses. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. And he's not wrong. Uh, yeah, I guess not. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you next we'll week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. 
and join us next time when the activity continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. <laughs>